Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 106 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So let me ask you, have you ever used the excuse or reason, I can't afford it, to pass maybe on an invitation to go somewhere or maybe even a purchase? And you might be thinking, of course. I mean, yeah, of course, we all have, right? Especially if money is tight and you're living paycheck to paycheck, which is a life myself, Ryan and Amber, we've all lived that life. Now, today, we're going to be flipping this saying, and today, we are going to talk about why you can't afford to stay broke and living paycheck to paycheck. And here's the deal. Most people completely miss the fact that staying broke actually comes at a really high cost, and it's costing way more than you might be thinking. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And uh, welcome to today's show. And also to get all the resources, show notes, or any links that we talk about here today, head over to balancesense.com forward slash 106. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 106. So guys, uh, today we're talking about this whole idea of, you know, I can't afford it and, you know, broke having a cost. And, you know, I think for me, it's it's clear as day that broke has a cost. But, you know, I will I will say, I mean, when I was living paycheck to paycheck and I was broke, uh, I was oblivious to the to the cost and and to the effect that it was having, uh, not only on my financial life, but really uh, my life as a whole. And that's why I wanted to kind of really kind of bring this topic up today, because uh, I think sometimes when you're struggling with your finances, you can, you can settle a little bit. You could settle on, you know, uh, you know, we're doing okay. You know, we're getting by. Um, but in a lot of cases, those people who are using that are living paycheck to paycheck. Meaning, you know, if that next paycheck misses or, or maybe it's a couple of paychecks, maybe it's within a month, you know, things get stressful very, very quickly. And, um, you know, that has a cost to your life, the way you're living it, the way you're managing your finances. And so, you know, the reason of today's show is really kind of break some of these costs down and have some good discussions about it. And and hopefully, for some of you who are listening to this, to kind of hopefully wake you up a little bit and to get you out of this funk and, and hopefully start improving some of these things in your finances uh, to get out of this costly way of living. You know, I think it's important too, you know, when you say broke, I mean, what do we, what do we mean by that? You know, when you say broke, because I know people, you know, my son sells cars for a living and I can tell you there are a lot of people who make really good money that are broke. And I think when we say broke, I think there's a connotation or people have this assumption that when we say broke people, we think people who are maybe at a certain income level and below are right. broke. But I can tell you, and I think all of us can, I mean, we, I had payments on everything. I had a house, we had cars, we went on vacations, we bought furniture, we put everything on payments. And at the end of the day, yeah, we made our bills, but we were, we were broke. I mean, we didn't, I mean, it was stressful. And I think when we were saying broke today, that's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, hey, there's, you know, if you make this and below, you're broke. I mean, you can, you can make six figures or more um, and be completely broke. Absolutely. There's no question about it. In fact, in my first marriage, right before we lost our house, combined income between me and my ex-wife was six figures. 
and we were broke. <laughs> we, we were broke living paycheck to paycheck. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is not a number. This is not a certain income that, that you have to be. No, you can, you can make some really good money and, and be really broke. In fact, we've had Roots members who have been on. Uh, Shannon Liardi is one of them that comes to mind. And I know Shannon won't mind me bringing her up, but she was one of our Roots members who said the same thing. Like, she's like, I, I, I made great money. My, my spouse makes great money. Like, there was no reason to be dealing with a lot of the stress that we were. And with a few simple changes in two and a half years, they, you know, they're now completely debt free. But she admits they were broke, right? Living paycheck to paycheck. And they weren't necessarily struggling. You know, she says, we weren't struggling. We could pay all of our bills. But it was just, you know, things could have been a lot better. So, you know, yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point, Ryan, for sure. So let's talk about why being broke sucks, because it does, right? Um, it really sucks to have to miss out on fun. It really sucks when you can't afford to do something that you really want to do because you've gotten yourself into financial situations. You're making, like Ryan said, you're making payments on just about everything. And and it it sucks to have to live that way. Like, it's and we're going to talk about opportunities and choices here coming up because that is also a cost of living paycheck to paycheck. But you know, it it sucks when you wake up one day and you're like, I would really like to do that for a living, or try something new, or go someplace different, or have different experiences. But you have given yourself no opportunity and and no option to make new choices because your entire paycheck is going to pay bills, right? And living that way, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, sucks, right? I mean, would you guys not agree, man? This, I, this was like my whole adult life until five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, quick, and and the question mean, is- At first, it was an income issue for us, but when we got income, it didn't fix anything. Right. And the question is, would you go back? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it sucks, Right. Um, you know, it, it, it takes like this huge emotional toll, um, uh, to always struggle with money. Like, man, I, uh, and, and I have to go back there because in our business, you know, I got to talk to people about this stuff. You know, I've been where most people are. It sucks. Right. So number one, right. Being broke just sucks. Plain and simple. That's a high cost of going throughout your life day after day, month after month, week after week, or you know what I'm saying? You know, it just, it sucks. Also, being broke is more expensive. I mean, if you think about it, um, and, and Ryan, you, you could talk a little bit about this, obviously. You just mentioned all the payments and stuff you had. I was the same way. I'm sure, Amber, you could speak to it as well. You know, I, I think we sell ourselves on, oh, we can afford the payments, right? But what we tend to th forget about is all of those payments come at a, at a cost, right? They come with interest. And you are paying a really big penalty for, not having the money to pay for the stuff that you want in your life, and you're getting this penalty called interest. And it's, for most people, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars per year that they're paying of their hard-earned income to make payments and making the financial institutions rich. Oh, yeah. We always thought, like, oh, it's only 50 bucks, so it's only 30 bucks, because we did the small little payments, but lots of them. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, especially when it comes to credit cards, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you let those minimum payments go. You just make the minimum payment, minimum payment. I mean, that interest is crushing you. Um, oh, sickening. It is so expensive, right? Um, to, just to make those minimum payments, especially when it comes to credit cards. I can tell you that I'm sure a certain theme park is very thrilled when we use their credit card to finance all of our vacations because they probably got paid back two or threefold. 
for that for those vacations because it was minimum payment hell i mean that's just what you end that's what we ended up in yeah you know just just make the minimum payments and you just i i don't we did it at you know during our getting out of debt process where you really sit down and look at it but it's one of those things that to this day when you see asked amber just a minute ago would you ever go back there's no way because it just sends shivers down my spine when i realize how much money we just flushed down the toilet yeah but it, again it's one of those costs when you're living paycheck to paycheck that you ignore because you get the thing that you want yep. and you tend to ignore the high cost that you're paying for it. And and again, it may not be just that one payment that one time. It's all of it combined day after day, month after month, year after year, where it all adds up to a huge expense to live your life that way. Obviously, payment plans are typically more expensive. So examples are things like, you know, your insurance premiums. Like if you pay monthly, in, in a lot of cases, not every case, but if you pay monthly, your your typical insurance premium is more money per month than say if you paid quarterly or biannual or even annual. Like we get a significant discount when we pay cash for our insurance premiums up front for the entire year. That's awesome. Uh, when my son was in Taekwondo, um, same thing. You know, we would get a discount when we paid in full for his Taekwondo for the entire uh, six months or a year. But when you paid monthly, you paid a premium for that, right? Uh, the service that I actually run my in, entire business on called Kajabi. Uh, in fact, you might see me wearing the Kajabi Hero sweatshirt, or the Kajabi Hero hat. And by the way, if you want to run an online business, Kajabi is awesome. By the way, I make no money on that. <laughs> I just love the company, right? They, they've really helped me build an amazing business. But like, you look at that. Like, If I were to pay monthly, I pay a premium versus paying annually where I pay at a discounted level. Uh, we love to camp, right? And, uh, you know, if, again, you can't afford to pay in full, you pay a premium to pay for your camping fees monthly versus paying for them all in front in one year. So again, being broke, living paycheck to paycheck, it has a huge cost because you are not able to take advantage of a lot of those savings because you aren't managing your money the right way to take advantage of those savings. Also, uh, being broke can cause a lot of financial stress. And we talk about this a lot. In fact, it's one of the main real drivers behind this business is to help people reduce financial stress. Check this out. 73% of Americans rank their finances as the number one stress in life, according to a new Capital One CreditWise survey back in 2021. This was uh, in July. So at the time of this airing, about six months ago, 73%. Mental wellness, mental health, if it's not well because of your finances, that is a huge cost to not manage them well living paycheck to paycheck. According to a Northwestern Mutual study, money also emerged as the dominant source of stress. This is just another study to prove that first one. 44% dramatically outpacing personal relationships, 25%, and work, 18%. So again, finances is more stressful than managing your relationships and work. 54% of those people say they feel anxiety as it relates to their finances, they feel insecure, and they have fear. Those are major costs to being broke, right? This is also from a MarketWatch article. People with greater financial stress have more symptoms of depression and anxiety than those who aren't financially stressed, according to a 2013 study published in the Journal of Anxiety, Coping, and Stress. And John Hancock's data reveals that financial stress is triggering physical and psychological symptoms like anxiety and sleeplessness for roughly, man, this is staggering, 60% of the workers. That is crazy. But again, financial stress, 
mismanage your money. And again, we're not trying to beat up on you here. We've, like we said, when we introduced the show, this is a life that all three of us have lived for a very long time. And now that we are out of it, we are here to share with you that is a life that none of us want to go back to. And by taking a lot of the steps that we talk about on the show, uh, you can easily start walking your way out. All right. Uh, it does not have to be like this all the time. What do you guys think about that? I understand. I, I mean, I was there. It's just, it's crazy when you say 73% of Americans rank their finances as the number one. I mean, that is over seven out of 10 people. Staggering. Um, it's scary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's a, it, those percentages. But, but I, I remember feeling that way. I think though in the middle of it, my deflection and it's kind of, you know, you've probably heard these sayings of you've ever heard, have you ever seen somebody unhappy on a jet ski? You know, it's like, well, no, you're, I have a great time on a jet ski, but the 98% of the time I'm not on the jet ski, I have fear and anxiety and I'm insecure and I'm fighting with my wife over my finances. And it's like, yeah, the 2% of the time we go out on the water, it's awesome. We have a great time. But then 98% of the time, I'm completely miserable. It's like, is that a great trade-off? I don't, I don't know. I've, I'm on the other side of it now. I would never make that trade-off again. We had awesome times at Disney. I have great memories. The amount of stress that caused us and all this stuff that you just talked about, if I had to do it over again, I, 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 we wouldn't have made those same choices. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I can go right back to that house that we, that brand new house that we bought um, after the first house that we had bought. and. I just a stupid decision. And, and I knew and the, the, the crabby part about that and, and feeling that financial stress is I knew the very first payment that we, that we sent, it was unbelievably stressed, stressful, you know, getting rid of a vehicle. We had to get rid of a vehicle. We had to move things around. Um, it even became more stressful when our, our son Noah was born and having to pay for daycare every month. Um, man, I just, not in a million years would I ever trade anything back to go to go back there. Um, again, stress, financial stress, huge cost to uh, living paycheck to paycheck. We're gonna come up. We're gonna go for the quick break, guys. We'll be back with a few couple points here, and then finishing up with some celebrations. Stay tuned. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But you know why planners frustrate me though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important. But where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad... I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the debt freedom planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own debt freedom planner today. Hey guys, we are back talking about why you can't afford to continue to stay broke. And uh, the next point is really about your relationships. Um, 
being broke has a heavy cost on your relationship. In fact, money and personal finance uh, and fights are one of the number one reasons uh, for divorce in the United States is money. Uh, and and guys, this was probably, I mean, this is no surprise to me. Uh, my first marriage, you know, there, there was a reason why that marriage ended. But money, looking back now, I know money and personal finance played a huge role. Like we were just not on the same page. And it, and it took a heavy toll on that relationship. So I, I lived that life. And I, I know how stressful it can be when it comes to money and not being on the same page when it comes to uh, your money and your relationship. Uh, and, and, but I was still, even, even having that experience, I was still pretty shocked when I opened up this business six years ago and I started helping people just how many relationships struggle with the same things that I was struggling with. Um, it, it was, it was pretty frightening. I mean, do you guys, I mean, how is your guys' cause you guys are still with, the, you guys are still with the same people, right? When you were in debt, mm-hmm. like I got divorced, it was over. Right? <laughs> that was, was over. <laughs> um, but you guys are still with, you know, Amber, you're still with Paul, <laughs> Ryan, you're still with Kelly. Like what, did anything change like before, you know, you guys got out of debt versus now? Like how would you guys rate your relationships? Because you guys have a true kind of before and after. Now we're just boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> we don't fight anymore. Like what's up with that? Um, we would argue it, it was, you know, oh, you well, you're the one who made that debt. You made that debt. Like we would start blaming each other when we were stuck and having to pay certain things or we didn't have enough for this or that. And we would just blame each other for our own debt that we ha- came into the relationship with. It's like we both came in with crappy debt. <laughs> <laughs> but we would just, we would fight over it all the time. Yeah. You know? Boring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was a huge stressor. And, and I will say, um, you know, if, if you're in, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you have a partner and you're having financial difficulties, I will hundred percent fall on my sword. I don't, I didn't fully appreciate the, the stress that it put on Kelly Um, not to say it didn't bother me, but I, I didn't really understand. Like there was a point when I looked back and as we started talking about money and debt where I think she just checked out because I just think she didn't want to deal with, like, there was a point where she was involved in paying bills and involved. And I remember slowly all of a sudden I'm like, how did I end up doing this all the time? Cause I think she just kind of exited stage, right. Cause it was just such a mess. And it just caused her more stress and anxiety to deal with it. So it was just like, just not deal with it. And so um, I would say to anybody, if you're sitting here saying, yeah, I don't think we have uh, financial issues. You're probably like me. You just don't think you do or, or you're not appreciating the stress that like, if you go talk to that person, you might find out like, oh my God, I want to talk about this. Cause once we started talking about it, that's when we both really got together. But now, yeah, I would say like, I'm like with Amber it it's just not a yeah it's we i can't re, i can't tell you i would say the things we argue about now is like you recently brad i sent you pictures where i kind of did some work to my truck i wouldn't say argue but it's like you want to do what to your truck like <laughs> it's more of that and like i gotta sell it now it's not really right. fighting like we don't have the money we have the money right um, it's just getting it's to buy like it. trying to 
Right. Yeah. It's like selling each other's things that we want to do more yeah. than it is like yeah. mm-hmm. we can't afford it and I'm going to put it on a credit card. Yeah. So I said to Paul all the time, I'm like, you want to buy another 3D printer? What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think the people who are probably listening to this show are are the people who are probably feeling that stress, though. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of partners that I talk to that their partner doesn't even they're obliv- they're oblivious to their financial challenges. They're they don't even they don't they're not responsible for it. They don't want to be responsible for it. They don't want to talk about it. And a lot of them just brush it off and say, "Oh, you just handle it. Or you just deal with it." Which is a complete cop out by the way. <laughs> but 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 for those of you who are listening to this who are struggling with your spouse and partner, uh, just know that you're not alone. I, you you would not believe how many people I work with that this is a struggle. It was a struggle in my own life, right? So uh, the the key to it is is getting the appropriate help to work through that and, and to figure out how the two of you can get on the same page. Uh, we do have some great resources. If you are one of those individuals, head over to the website, uh, balancedsense.com or therealdeffreydad.com. Um, lots of great stuff there to hopefully get you at least started and uh, more resources to come if you're interested. Uh, also, uh, being broke has a cost on your career. Believe it or not, it actually has a cost on your career. So check this out. Money stress is causing a lot of work problems. Financial stress leads to being less productive and focused at work, which leads to less productivity. Report from Salary Finance at MotleyFool.com. 42% of workers worry about their finances throughout the day. They say workers are nine times more likely to let their money concerns affect their quality of work, nine times more likely to have difficult relationships with their coworkers, and twice as likely to always be looking for a new job, right? So here's the thing I will tell you about what I have noticed or a correlation of those people who go through roots and income and job. As people's finances improve, and I don't have statistics on this, I just, and Amber, you, you're you in roots. I mean, you see this all the time too. In fact, it's happened to your husband, Paul. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when I find it all the time, when you start taking care of your money, it's amazing how much more money you get to manage. And I see it all the time. And and I think reading this statistic and seeing this statistic, there's no mistake on why this happens. When you reduce financial stress, it gives you more brain power and ability to focus on the work that you're doing at work, right? Which only improves your production. It improves how well you work at work, right? Which only is going to lead to what? Possible future raises, bonuses, um, you know, getting, you know, an advancement or um, just, I mean, all of those things, like it only leads to more money. And we see it all the time in Roots. People get raises or people who get, um, you know, they they get uh, promoted. I mean, there's so many different examples that I could share inside Roots that we've seen. People start new jobs, new careers that make more money. Um, We see it all the time. So again, it it may be easy just to kind of brush off and say, ah, it's not affecting my work, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it more than likely is affecting it to some degree. Well, I think from a career standpoint too, you have to look at it as, you know, the way, the way we're structured is you, you know, you graduate high school, you potentially go to college and then you get a job and you get experience and you make more money and you get experience and you make more money. And then for most people, we build our lives around a salary as we keep making more money. We don't say like, Hey, let's, let's make, you know, what we were making when I started and let's live off that. We continually up our lifestyle. So then when, then you realize maybe 10 or 15 years into your career, I really hate doing this. I don't love this at all, but now you're stuck. Yeah. And so you have all these payments and it's like, so then you like, say, like you said, most are looking for a new job. 
What are you looking for a new job for? What you already hate doing, thinking, if I just make more money somewhere else, all my worries are going to go away. But you get to that new job and you're, you hate that too, because yep. you made a little bit more money, but you're still stuck doing work you don't love and you're not passionate about. And so for me, your personal finances take away your choices. And it's like when you don't have choice. And for me, this is what I found is the most empowering part of being out of debt is choice is the ability to choose what you want to do when you want to do it. If you, if you want to do it, you don't, you're not, you don't have this pressure of, I got to do it because I got to make these payments. And I think it leads back to what you just said. You find a passion, you get into maybe a different job that you do love. And that leads to better work, better this promotions, because now you're doing work you actually love doing, not stuck doing something you hate. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I would totally agree. This is, this is probably the biggest payoff of becoming uh, debt-free and taking control of my finances is uh, having the freedom of being able to, to make choices and having different opportunities. Like, and, and Sarah and I, you know, we, we continue to make choices and decisions that free up future opportunity, right? Um, Like, so for instance, like we wanted to create businesses in our lives that uh, weren't, time driven, like in this business, I don't have to always work 50, 60 hours a week. Like there are some weeks I could get by working, you know, 10, 15 hours if I really wanted to. Um, we've, we've created such a life when it comes to our businesses that we could even open up another business if we really wanted to. So if, if we ever had like an idea or something that we wanted to try out, we have the freedom and opportunity and our finances are in a place where we could probably welcome in some new ideas to create new income and do different things. I could tell you when I was broke, I had none of those opportunities. In fact, if I would have kept living the way that I was living, I would have never been able to open the business that I now run and do completely full time. Like there would, it just never would have happened. And again, I never thought it would have led to where it led, like getting out of debt. I never thought it was going to lead to where I am today, but here it is. And the reality is, is why it is is because when you take control of your finances, it frees up those choices and opportunities to make new choices and to create different opportunities. Um, and, and again, some of them you're just never going to suspect. And we see this with a lot of our Roots members too. Uh, starting new jobs, opening up new businesses. You know, it's, just, it's awesome. It's amazing. And this is one of the greatest payoffs of it. Oh yeah. Choice and opportunity. That's what got, that's what has me jacked. Like <laughs> for the time we got paid, paid off all our debt and stuff, I was like, Wow. Let's just open a ton of doors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that is a big cost though. Like when you are living paycheck to paycheck, being broke is going to limit your choices and your opportunities. So here's the good news though. Here is the good news in all of this. Cause you might be listening to this show and be like, heck, I'm not feeling so good. Right. <laughs> but here's the reality for the overall majority of the people, 73% that are stressed about their finances, the 78% of people who live paycheck to paycheck, according to careerbuilder.com. The overall majority of those people have 100% control and they can change it, right? You have all of the opportunity to change it and to fix it. Yes, it's going to be hard work. No, it's not going to be easy, but I can promise you that it's totally possible. And I got to share a story, guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to open up and uh, can't believe I'm going to share this on the podcast, but all right. So I went to the dentist back in September, back in 2021, and admittedly, admittedly, I've never been someone who regularly flosses their teeth. I know, 
know, I know. Yuck, right? But listen to this. 70% of people don't floss daily. So I'm I'm with the majority. <laughs> 70%. So if you're listening to this, I bet you don't floss either, right? But seriously. So I've always been really good with dental health. I've never had any major issues. In fact, prior to September, I've only had one cavity my entire life. That's it. One. And it was tiny. And it was back when I would think it was like 20. Other than that, I've never had any issues. I've had braces when I was little. But I've always been blessed with having some pretty healthy teeth. Well, I go to the dentist in September. Had it, got a new dentist because my current dentist, we were, were getting ready to retire. And we just needed to make a switch just based on location. Long story. Anyways, so I go to the dentist and he's like, you know, goes through, does all of his stuff. And, and you know, at the end, he starts giving me coaching. He's like, all right, Brad. He's like, your teeth weren't that bad. But he's like, I'm telling you, at 42 years old, you need to start making some changes now or there are going to be some major problems for you in your future. And he's like, and I want to tell you, and he looked at me straight in the face. He's like, you are 100% responsible on whether or not you continue to have problems or you fix them. He's like, it won't be anybody else's fault, but yours. So he's like, after today, here's how you need to brush your teeth. He coached me on how what to rebrush my teeth. He was very, <laughs> he was very nice about it. I mean, he was, he's very nice about it. He's very nice about it. He's like, you know, and he did say, he's like, I'm not trying to be mean. He's like, I just really want you to have good health, like good dental health. Like like this, you might say you do, but, but you really don't. <laughs> he's like, and you got to make sure you start flossing every day. He's like, it is the number one reason of gum disease and people are 100% responsible for preventing it from happening. He's like, just floss every day and it'll not, you won't have any problems with it. He's like, just keep getting your cleanings. You'll be fine. He's like, but again, you are 100% responsible. So I want to take my dental story and apply it to your finances if you're listening to this. Because I'm serious. You are 100% responsible for staying broke or ending that life. You are 100% responsible. You have everything that you need to get started. The only thing you got to do is just get started. And I am happy to say since that day, I have flossed every single day. And I have brushed the way he has taught me. <laughs> and I can't wait to go back in there in just three months and show him that I can do this. <laughs> but seriously. And that's where that accountability comes into play. <laughs> exactly. That is where that accountability comes into play. Absolutely. Right. Because I know I'm going to have to go back into that dentist and he's going to have to tell me this story all over again. I was like, no, not this time. I'm changing it because I don't want that talk ever again. Right. Um, and it's the same thing when it goes to your finances, like seriously, guys, there is no reason why you can't do what Ryan, Amber and myself have done. You just got to get started, work the stuff that we talk about on this podcast and you don't have to live this broke, expensive lifestyle, uh, any longer. It's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we are kicking it off with Cindy Hannah, which, by the way, Cindy is going to be on our podcast next episode, sharing her amazing journey in Roots Personal Finance. But Cindy's celebration is celebrating this one for sure. Unexpected truck repair was completed and paid for with cash. And an actual discussion about the upcoming purchase with her spouse and partner and the decision to wait six months 
to address it again, which was a huge win for her. Uh, congratulations to you, Cindy, for having those discussions. Brandon Belger, I totaled up what we paid off since joining, and we are almost $40,000 paid off. That is incredible. 18, about 18 months, Brandon and Sarah Belger joined Roots Personal Finance. They were actually on our podcast. I think it was like uh, 53 or 54 episode. Um, $40,000 paid off in 18 months, and they bought their house. Incredible. Um, that is awesome. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, Lacey Love, my win this week is I realized how much I am enjoying how I feel not at all stressed for Christmas this year. After putting money aside all year and being able to shop without the worry that I'm going out of debt, going into debt. And I have to say, like for me, mm-hmm. I remember when we did this and like, I, and I've shared this on the podcast before, my wife, Kelly, just hated Christmas because of we just always were going into debt. And I remember that I remember this feeling of that first time when we paid cash and my wife now, we, she loves Christmas. Yep. Cause that feeling of debt is gone. So that is an awesome win. Yep. It absolutely is. And, and, and again, why I put that in here, I know it's mid January and the last thing you want to think about is Christmas, but, <laughs> um, the way you make a non, not stressful Christmas is, is right now is starting in January, putting that money aside every month and, and make it a habit. And I guarantee you the holidays will be less stressful. So congratulations to Lacey. Uh, Jennifer Foster, I bought things at the store and did not sign up for the store credit card, which is awesome. I want to, I went to a different store and put five things in my cart. I put them all back, but then the next day I went back and I at least just bought one of those items, which is awesome. I love that Jennifer is going through the wants versus needs and she's analyzing those purchases. It is so easy just to impulse purchase and buy, buy, buy. And then that stuff sits and you don't use it. So great, great win, Jennifer. Uh, Pizza Caramelangos. A year ago, a year gone without using the credit card and seeing the credit decrease and the cash increase from using my talent to create and sell. That is an amazing win, Pizza. Congratulations. Uh, Katie Hatfield got my quarterly bonus and treated myself to some things I've put off all year because I was crushing debt, including my first vacation paid fully in cash for my birthday in January. Officially paid off $75,053 in debt since July of 2018 and $2,200 in savings after rebuilding my emergency fund over and over and over. That is incredible. And on a single income, mind you. So in just three and a half years, $75,000 paid off. There's an example of today. Someone who stepped up and say no more to the expensive cost of being broke. Um, Huge win, Katie. Congratulations. So again, guys, to get all the resources and show notes for today's show and links, head over to balancedsense.com forward slash 106. Again, that's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 106. And congratulations to all of you guys who are working your way out of debt. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.